Hello and welcome to the 33 SE podcast. This is something new that we'll be doing on our channel in the coming months. We've got our first guest on today and I'd like to say a warm welcome to Steve. How are you doing? Thank you, Bob. I am very well, thank you. How are you, uh, how are you doing? Not too bad. A bit of background on Stephen. Obviously, he's my brother, but sadly he supports Manchester City. Can't have it all. <laughs> Uh, at least it's not Manchester United it could be worse well at least we agree on something Uh, topics about today we're going over a few things like title race transfer window VAR I think it's good because we both love our football we both like what a discussion on just key areas in football this season because as you know title race is well and truly open this year Last season, we know Liverpool ran away with it. So, what are your thoughts on a title race this year, bro? Oh, well, it well it's it's much more closer than it was last year, cause uh, cause you've got three or four teams in it, uh, which is only about two points in it, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think if you win your game in and you'll go top, but to see that. I don't want to sound disrespectful to Manchester United, but they're probably punching at the moment because uh, they've not been challenging in recent years. So it's good to see them back in like the mix. You've obviously got Leicester, who were uh, giving everyone an account. We saw a couple of years ago, they went on an incredible title race under, and won it under Ranieri. Oh, God. So, and and uh, I don't think no one it. No one it as better as that, did they? So, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Close title race, and and uh, that's what you want, really. Isn't it? You don't just want someone flying away with it because it just makes it boring, doesn't it? Yeah, and going back to that, because obviously we mentioned like last year Liverpool did end up running away with it. This season, like, we're not ruling them out, obviously, because uh, every team goes through that like bad patch. The moment yeah. they haven't scored, I think, is it four games? What do you think is like going wrong there? Do you think it's a, a system problem or do you think it's just players not firing because of confidence? Well, uh, well, I just think it's just a number of things because like, like you said, every team goes through it. We went through it last year because we, we should have won some really easy games and we just Throwing away, yeah. I just, I really don't know what's going on with the with their play at the moment. But I'm like, sure, they'll just bounce back. Is one thing, yeah. like, because obviously you mentioned that last year City went through a similar phase. Do you think injuries play a key part? Because you lost Laporte for a good part of last season, and when you lose like a key player, they've lost one Dyke. You think that oh, yeah. plays a, a big part in the, like, the way they play because he's pivotal to the way they're comfortable at the back. So it's they don't have to worry about uh, the onslaught because not being asked, he's probably the best defender in world football at the moment. Oh, yeah, totally. Because if, because if we've just lost KDB now for six weeks and like uh, Guerrero's keeps getting injured and we're just like, Mr. Import would just miss the football skills on the pitch. So, yeah, it, it does make a big impact. 
You've just mentioned there, touching on that KDB, you've lost him. I think, is it a hamstring injury for four to six weeks? How crucial do you think that will be in playing a part in your title race this year? Because, uh... Well, it's just things that he shows on the pitch. It's just like finds a pass, spots the pass, plays the pass, perfect pass. <laughs> it's just, just so, yeah. Yeah, he's just he's really instrumental in the way you like attack, isn't he? Because uh, there's no player who puts a ball in a sixpence in world football like he can. Like, oh, talking no. from deep on the wing, corners, free kicks, like it's just magical. I know Trent's a great crosser of the football, but for me, if I had to pick one of the two, I'd go with KDB. Plus, he must be bargain as well, fifty. Million pound, and I'll just remember what the papers were saying about him. Manchester City sign Chelsea flop. Yeah, not really good at getting things right like that, are the papers? No, (laughs) talking about title race, and uh, we we touched on Manchester United. That what do you think's gone right there? Because uh, I think even United fans will agree that they didn't expect him to be like in it at. The way they are this moment, like top aren't they? A couple of points ahead of yourselves. Well, well, I just think it's confidence because they've just been lacking that certain, you know, face uh, just to get motivated again. But yeah, there's something's happened there that I just basically woke them all up and said, we can do this. We can now win your title. Come on, guys, let's do it. Yeah, so. do you think uh, Fernandez has brought that winning mentality back? Because uh, since he signed him, like, he's been, you'll have to say, a very, very key player scoring. I think he's got highest total of goals and assists at the moment for the club this season. Bruno certainly made an improvement in quality player, but there's something I don't think like uh, when he gets fouls or like he just goes down easily sometimes uh, plus he's got a lot of penalties to his name hence uh, hence his nickname Pinandes I can't tell whether you try to trigger a bunch of United fans in the comments uh, but we'll move on from that no 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 just, uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Mario who goes down early Sterling, Christ, don't get me started about him. I like it. So, yeah, just like it, most teams have got their certain place that you know. <clears throat> like to go down easy. Yeah. So, just a little bit on the title race. Uh, do you see anyone outside them? A few teams have mentioned United, City, Leicester, Liverpool, bringing a challenge because Spurs under Mourinho seem to have a great start, but Seems to filtered out a little bit. Chelsea under Lampard again, great start, but seems to have moved down the table. See any of them teams coming back, or think it'll be like out yourselves or Liverpool? Like, it's good to get your insight in it as a team who's in there like, most of the time. Uh, well, well, I've heard that Lampard under pressure at the moment. Really, I don't think that they're giving much time. 
Because if you win about three, four games, you're fucking in the race. If you lose about one or two, you, you, your job's under threat. Do you think that's come from lower, the fact he's spent two hundred million in the transfer window? The players like Werner and Havertz aren't firing the way expected. I think that's why he's come under the criticism. Yes, because it's okay spending on that, but if it's not going to work out, then then like the Charles Jones are going to say, "Hang on, he just spent." All that. It's not working out. We're just going to keep an eye on him now. Because uh, I think there was a couple of seasons back, but I think <clears throat> either the season after you won the, the the domestic quadruple, Pep got absolutely slaughtered for wanting more money to spend. And then I think it's when you fell short at Liverpool like last season, you got absolutely slaughtered. But if you look at him now, you're well within the mix. Right? I think you do need that running Europe. I think that will do you good. And uh, whether you're going to focus on that this season, I don't know. But do you think managers are slaughtered too easy this, like in this day and age, not given not given the chance that they should do? Well, I totally uh, agree with you. Cause, cause you just can't fight someone. Say, like if there's only three, four months for the season. Left. I just least if you're gonna fire someone, make sure they've make sure they've got the whole season. Don't just say oh, you're like fired because it can, because it just makes the players go. Okay, what's happening with us? Where's our new manager? Who's that going to be? What's it going to change the tactics and the formation? So I'll just leave there. If they're gonna get rid of him, wait till the wait till the season's over. Because uh, I think one point you touched on there, giving a manager a chance. At, I think one of the key ones to look at is uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he's done a fantastic job with Liverpool. He's had he's been in two finals in Champions League, won one. He's won the Premier League. But if you look at the timeline, he's been given that time to build, bring the players in that he needs. So he's also brought a good couple of players for you, like Trent, Reese Williams, Nico Williams, uh, Curtis Jones, like he's restructured everything and doing that has given a winning mentality. So there are, there is proof that if you give someone a chance, it will work. But this day and age, managers don't seem to get that. And it's having detrimental effects on some teams, isn't it? Oh God, yeah, because uh, some teams normally when when a loser manager they start to win games and uh, you just think was it the right choice or you know or just was it by chance because you because you just don't know do you no and it <clears throat> leads into a good point because uh, it's talking about managers and it leads we saw after you get heated midweek, especially when Aston Villa played Manchester City, and this brings us on to our next topic, speaking about VAR. Dean Smith was convinced that the City goal shouldn't have stood the first one due to an offside. I know the the rules actually state that 
because Mings touched the ball, Rodri wasn't offside. But do you think that's where VAR should look at that and think, right, he's coming back from an offside position? Like, Mings hasn't meant... He's tried to clear it, but because he's a, he's a loose touch and then you're in, you've scored Bernardo Silva. You'd be fuming if you had conceded a goal like that, wouldn't you? Well, uh, on the other, uh, I think it just needs to make make uh, change all the rules and just like sticks to them because it's constantly changing the handball rule is. Yeah, changing the offside rule, just like make make one rule stick to it because it's not a uh, first season. VAR was rubbish. I think one thing you touched on there, especially the Mola handball rule, it was changed not, not so long ago because early on in the season, some of the handball decisions that were given were absolutely tragic. Like sometimes, even when your hands down by your side, there are times when you can't help it. When it's in an unnatural position, that's different. You're asking for a penalty or free kick to be given. And you touched on the offside rule there. The measuring things now with rules essentially in lines that is killing the game. <laughs> Plus, say, say if we had VAR 10, 15 years ago, and like moments like a Aguero on that, say that goal was rolled offside or something because of <laughs> VAR. That's what it's all about. It, it, it just like uh, always last chance moments offside. It just like no. Yeah, I remember a, a game really in dope. the Champions League. Actually, I think you had scored and take it. I think it was four three. Sterling has scored like in the last minute and then got ruled out from offside of VAR. So like the the whole stadium was bouncing because you scored and then the next breath it's ruled out. I understand you've got to give things time and chance like, to yeah. to work. But there's so many things that even we get frustrated with now. I think, what is it, second season? They've got to wind these like, little cro- crooks and like, things out with it because it is essentially slowly killing the game. Plus, uh, plus when they do Check it, they take far too long over it. I think some of the things what they do take the time over are necessary, like yellow card, red card challenges, whether they're going to upgrade or downgrade. Because, yeah, I like obviously you've got to see whether what angle they're coming in from, whether the studs are up and stuff like that, whether it's an intentional challenge or whether it's accidental. Some of the offsides that like, I've been at, if I get into this, we'll probably be here for a while. I've been that tedious. We're talking literally millimetres offside, like talking armpits, toes. That you can you can understand why players, managers, coaches are getting so frustrated. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. <coughs> so, uh, thoughts on VAR? Do you think it's a success or a failure at the moment? Ooh. How do you want to be a fencer? Well, I'd say it's more of an improvement. That's what I'm going to say. So, 
if you if you reckon like things did get ironed out and uh, it we didn't have to wait as much for decisions, you'd deem that in the sort of cess by the moment you're in the middle. Uh, well, if it got more right than it got wrong, then I'd say maybe, maybe at the moment. Because uh, what was I going to say? Uh, with VAR, I understand why it's been brought in, and it when it's right, it's great because of. Uh, some of the decisions that we've seen in previous seasons of Premier League have been shocking. Like some of the goals which have been like two or three yards offside and not been given when linesman's literally down that line. That's that's great because uh, we do know that big clubs did benefit benefit. Like no one's gonna even argue that. Well no, it's on a, supposedly a level a level playing field, but even at times now with it, it doesn't feel that way. So, uh, you're a City fan. Who do you reckon you'll be trying to get in the transfer window in January? Who do you think you need? Uh, well, well, then the summer, which is all talk about Messi coming to City. Because, like, Messi won't leave Barcelona. Uh, person there because he was raised there he was nurtured there wasn't he? Yeah but was the pirate guy excited when uh, there was potential for Messi to come to sit? I bet there was I bet inside he's like a little kid at Christmas Well oh yeah when it was say about 60 40 in favour and like then, then like Barter said, hang on, we, we just got this clause in the contract or something like that. Once yeah. it was like transfer fee. So, uh, just moving back to January's transfer window, do you think there's anywhere oh, that you need yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> invest? Maybe, or... uh, maybe a new striker. Yeah, I was I was looking watching that last night in the Cheltenham game. That it took Jesus an absolute age to get that goal, didn't it? Well, uh, because sometimes they can play fantastic and score. Sometimes they can just have it. But again, Sterling or oh, too much time on the ball. They just need to pass more. It was Sterling as well, though. That. As much as you say, probably needs to pass more time. There is a very, very talented winger there, and plus, when you're when you're in desperate need, you can play the false nine role or even striker. I think with someone that versatile, I think they become such an integral part of your team. I saw that oh, with yeah. De Bruyne because uh, he was playing false nine a couple of weeks ago. It's like you look at you look at players like that who can adapt, and you think it just makes your life so much easier as a manager. Like Pep will be thinking, is it the jackpot when? Even De Bruyne is a capable player. He's tried it with Gundogan, right? so he, he's not afraid of uh, mixing them players oh, up. Like that. No. Uh, Pepple, top and change, just like that. But in terms of a striker, if you could choose any striker to come to City in January, you're going for? If I could pick 
any strike for all my God. Over. <laughs> I think you'll have to come back to you on that one, Bill. Oh, don't you worry, I'll make sure. So sticking on the topic of transfer window here. Been some oh. big deals that coming through. We've obviously seen the Ozil one. He's leaving Arsenal to go to Fenerbahce, which looks as if it's a free transfer because I think Arsenal have terminated his contract. Really? Yeah, because uh, we all know that Ozil Saga has not been able to get a game. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's probably best to leave it that way. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Red tape and all that stuff, in it? Aston Miller made a good signing in a Marseille. Morgan so who do you think is going to be the best deal at transfer window so far? Because obviously we see there's rumours about Erdogan coming to Arsenal from Real Madrid. He's a top young player. Oh, best is transfer deal. <clears throat> you can pick from the summer or you can pick from uh, so far in January. Oh, best is transfer for me. I've got to say Martinez, does that count or? Yeah, he's good. I think he only cost around 10 mil, Mark, didn't he, from uh, Arsenal? Bargain. Great goalkeeper as well. For me, I think one player, I'm not saying this because he scores City fan, but I rate really highly he was signed in the summer. Ruben Diaz, that seems to have uh, brought another level John, up. John John Stone. John yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what's important about that, if you can get that the best out of like John Stones isn't a terrible terrible centre back. He's just gone through that rocky period, but now he seems to have raised his game, which is credit to him, but it's also credit to players playing and coaching stuff. And someone like Ruben Diaz is like, it's like come on, raise your level. We're better than this. Oh, oh good, yeah, just, just like basically scroll by the head, snap out of it, <laughs> play better. And so like that. I'm going to put you back on the spot here. If you could sign any striker this January, sit here. Oh. Some top strikers out there. I can give you some hints like Zimbabwe, Haaland, Vardy, Ings. I'd probably sign Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. I think that would be most people's first choices. Top young striker from PSG. God, you're still 20-odd, isn't it? Young. Yeah, you're around there. Plus, so, he's been. Plus, he's. Scorched your phone, doesn't he? Mate, him and Neymar. Some are different. Neymar's quality. But it just. Play acting and don't. My boy. Try. No, no. Oh, yeah. Cause, let it go. There you go, Neymar. I've. <laughs> Rolls around for 20 seconds. Yeah. On his leg. <laughs> oh. So, moving back to the Premier League very quickly. Right. Good debate topic here. Player of the season so far. Who are you going for? Hey. Oh, I've got my, I've got I would have to say Fernandez. Fernandez. Good choice. What? What's what's he done like to make you think that like, he stood out from the rest here? Like your player this season so far. 
Well, it's just up to his game, and it, and it's just like uh, made all the Manchester United team play again, and just inspired him. Just you know, come on, we can do this. We can, we can work as a team again. Yeah, Things I like think that. with someone like Fernandez as well, for me, obviously. My player this season, so someone like Fernandez, he obviously brings the goals and assists. But I think what's more important, as well as that, is his work rate. It doesn't just work yeah. for forty-five minutes, fifty. Minutes. He's chasing that ball down for a full ninety. There's times when it looks like he's running on empty, but it's that, that's a testament to him. That and I think because of that, he's bringing a new level out of some of these United players. Like. There was times where some of them wingers would just stay there and watch the ball, like wait for that to come to them. But they're chasing everything now. Rash was charging everything now. Martial's pressing, Fernandez pressing, for even Cavani, and that that's not in his game. And it's it's great to see these like everyone pressing from the front because it does cause mistakes. Oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, certainly does. Um, my player the season's on fire. I know you're probably going to absolutely debate this, which is great. Excuse me. I'm going for a young English called Jack Grealish. I think... Grealish has, has you know... He's impressed uh, for Villa and he's impressed for his countries when I think played England. One thing that's transformed his game this season is the amount of chances he creates per game because uh, he's got the assists to his belt, he's got the goals, but he's finding all them pockets. He's like his movement off the ball, never mind on it. It's so it's so great to watch. It's dead pleasing on the eye because he was always he's been a good player, but now he's gone to a great player because of this. Like his movement off the ball, movement with the ball, like taking players on for fun, like. He's doing it against the big t- big teams now. Don't get me wrong, I understand that the teams you're in and around, you can do it against, but when you can transform that and get, to, not be nasty, essentially take the mick. Like when I was watching him in that game where he beat Villa 2 0, he's going past your players like they weren't there sometimes. Like, that's a brilliant aspect to having your game. That I think the only criticism I would have that that one second too late of releasing the ball. Like, if yeah. you could just transform that, no reason why I can't walk into like a, a team of like that quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think he'll be quality player in the future for England too as well. And if you had to pick your underrated player, who would you go with? Oh. Underrated. Oh, good. I would probably say Brighton striker Malpay. Malpay. Yeah, because well, uh, he like scores some goals, but like they don't really talk about him, though, did they? No, I think again that's a problem when you're running around. I don't want to say lower table teams, but that's essentially. The way you yeah. look at it, when you look at the table, and some strikers do go on unnoticed. Like he's probably key to when Brighton do get a win. Like it's probably a goal from him or an assist, or he's won the penalty or something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you're in a, a, t- a top R team or a big six team, Vardy's a good example of that. Yeah, we know about his journey, which is absolutely quality coming from the non-league into essentially being a Premier League winner now. He still gets all the plaudits that he's, he got like last season, season before, where play that more pace. You just mentioned that sometimes in the head, headlines for the wrong reasons, he's, he's riled a player up. Oh, he's wound up. Uh, he's doing all the basically what Balotelli did, but with an end product. Oh God! Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super Mario. Oh, remember him. Who would I go for? An underrated player. For me, I think the one player that stands out is Ward Prowse of Southampton. I think his work rate is exceptional. Like, I mentioned about crossing about KDB. Completely forgot about this kid. Like exceptional when it comes to like crossing a bar, set pieces, scoring free kicks. Like I don't think there's anyone better than him in the Premier League for scoring free kicks. Go, go. No, because like nine times out of ten, if he's going to take a free kick, he'll bloody scoring in it. Yeah, he's uh, I'm not ignoring him, just having a, making sure I've got all my topics here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with him as well, he's Work rate. I was watching him against Arsenal yesterday. That he was not for letting up, not giving anyone time on time of day on the ball. That was his ball. No one's having it. I think that's an exceptional thing to have, especially. I think he's. I want to say mid twenties. I could be wrong. Could be later. But to have that in your game, that it's one thing I love to see when I'm coaching people that just want want to work all the time as well as having fun, because that's obviously what you want as well. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, uh, bring us close to the end here of the podcast. And I just want to uh, quickly look back at my topics and make sure I've not missed anything. <laughs> hmm. no. Who would you go for out of Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Messi. Okay. Any reason why? Well, it'd be because Messi's not that flash. Because sometimes when he when he just see Ronaldo, you just see pictures of his nice cars and that him like posing outside his nice cars. Messi's not like that. I don't think Ronaldo does it as much as you just giving a stick for Ronaldo. I think. Uh... I think everyone poses when they've got something nice on new. I think that I understand True. where you're coming from in that respect, but I think there's worse players out there than Ronaldo for doing that. I think Ronaldo's actually become more humble, to be honest. Uh, he always has been in my in my eyes, but this is where we want we're having the debate because obviously you see it differently. Well, uh, it's always been for me, Messi, because he's always. No, is it? It's just like showmanship is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. for me, I have to count on this and that. You know what I'm saying here? Uh, been yeah. a big Ronaldo fan from my Premier League days. So just, like, I'll say old Ronaldo because he was the one that used to do all the flamboyant skills, take the, take the mick out of defenders, make them look stupid, <laughs> uh, sitting the likes of Ashley Cole down on his backside when he was in his prime. Uh, <laughs> 
then going into like Real Madrid becoming this absolute monster of a goal scoring machine, like oh god, yeah, become their record goal scorer. I think he got more goals than he did games. And not he's gone to Juventus. I know people say, yeah, but he's gone to the best teams in the country. You can go to the best teams in the country, but if you don't perform or don't produce, then exactly, yeah, just as just as bad as the next person. But he just seems to raise his game as his age goes up. So it's phenomenal to see, and obviously. I'm not undenying Messi's talent that some of the goals he scored, the the magic he produces that oh. it's undeniable. It's like it's harsh comparing the two, to be honest, because there'll become a time where we look back on these two as the greatest of our of our era. Oh god, oh, yeah. Especially like Pele, Maradona, you just just like can't pick, can you? Pele, Maradona, George, best players like that. Oh yeah, Sabio, so all the greats that we've seen, and then yeah. these two kids come along. That I bet they never imagined that they'd be classed as the greatest of all time, but divert it. Oh god, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, that. So this is where the pot, we come to an end of episode one, and I'd like to thank Stephen for coming on because it's been a pleasure having him. Thank you for talking to me about. I've enjoyed it myself. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back with episode two in a in a short while. And thank you for stopping by and watching us uh, for the first episode of 33SC Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>